0: Coming up in today's episode,
1: get okay with the fact that content creation, especially on organic social media is going to be a process for you. It's going to take time. And especially if you, if you want the long game on social media, if you want to build a really great coaching business or personal brand of some sort, mm-hmm. then it's super worth it to invest that time because you're going to evolve your message as you go. You're going to learn what does not doesn't work.
0: I have spent the last two years learning from industry experts and successful business owners, going behind the scenes to discover what makes them successful. Follow along with season eight of Unleash Your Focus podcast, where I dive in deeper than before, unlocking insider trade secrets, discovering what makes these entrepreneurs successful, but also going underground to understand their habits, frameworks, blueprints, secrets, and so much more. I also ask one important question, and that is how they have grown and scaled their business to a million or more. I'm excited that you're here and I appreciate you, but most importantly, I can't wait for you to apply these strategies so you can become successful too. Welcome to Unleash Your Focus podcast, the number one place that will help you to start, grow and scale your online business today. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm interviewing Jess Jacobson. She is a very, very awesome person and I have met her through a coaching program that we're in. And Jess is known to help entrepreneurs and personal brands create social strategy that converts and scales without you needing to sacrifice your community. And I think it's just brilliant. She also has a brand new podcast. I think it's a few weeks old, a few months old, called Social Strategy um, or what? Social Strategy Slayer, which I think is just perfect. It's just awesome. And I listened to a few of the episodes. So I strongly recommend you guys get onto that as well. Hi, Jess. how are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the podcast. It's been a minute. We've been trying to do this for a few months, I think. <laughs> it's
1: just... We really have, we really have.
0: <laughs> but uh, it, it's safe the best for last type thing, you know, it's it's because it's gonna be awesome. Can... <laughs> I forgot about my microphone. Sorry, here we I are. Hear, I can hear you. So that, that means oh, your computer great. is not too bad actually great amazing I can hear you too can you tell people about you where you're from where did you grow up
1: yeah so I'm from Chicago where I am now residing um you know grew up here born and raised in Chicago um love the city I'm a big city girl I lived in California for three years and love that too Mm-hmm. But I came back for family and also I do love a city. I really love a city. Like I love New York. I love a big city vibe. I love London, Paris. I'm super energized by cities. <laughs> so I was missing that. LA is a city, but it's very spread out. It feels like a bunch of suburbs.
0: You mm-hmm. know what
1: I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I love it here. I, I do social media, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my business a little over three years ago now. And I've been doing social media for eight years. So since I started, um, pretty much since I started college, I was doing social media to try to build my portfolio. And it wasn't a career back then. Um, It was like new. Like when I was in college is when Instagram came out the first year when I was a freshman. Wow. Yeah. So I was on there like having fun, helping my friends grow their followers, um, going around to local businesses, you know, building my portfolio and trying to help companies like local businesses, basically local small businesses, grow their social media to build my portfolio. And I was doing it all for free because I was just trying to grow my book because I was trying to become a advertising creative um, in like big, big ad agencies. And Then I got to the big ad agencies and it was terrible. I hated it. And I had a huge identity crisis. I just spent four years, you know, studying advertising. And I was like, I love social media. I love brand strategy, but working for the man sucks. Mm -hmm. I just hated some of the brands I had to work on. Um, I hated like, you know, you're in your marketing meeting and you're working on, I I can't say names, but you're working on certain brands who they're unhealthy Food and you hear them saying that they want to target moms in low-income neighborhoods and all this stuff and you're just like this is the worst like this sucks I hated it so I had an identity crisis for my first like like two and a half years in corporate finally quit started my company and I've been working with coaches and entrepreneurs in like the more personal brand space mm-hmm. ever since
0: That is so awesome. And it's so true what you say about marketing and working with people that you don't want to work. And that's a beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur because you can actually pick your clients. That makes a big difference.
1: I was like, wait a minute, this is an option. Like I can just not be in corporate. I can just go out and do my own thing and pick people I really love. And, um, And I did get distracted even in my own business for a while, which you know a little bit about that. Um, But yeah, I I accidentally started an agency, I left the agency world to start offering my services as a consultant. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make courses and things like that. Um, Programs, one on one strategy, VIP days. And I did a lot of that, but I mainly ended up growing an agency because I was in a community with a lot of high rollers Okay. in the brand online, you know, space mm-hmm. and they all want you to do it for them. They don't want to consult them. They want you to do it for them, certain certain people. Mm-hmm. So I got kind of stuck in that and I thought those were big opportunities. And they presented themselves to me as if it was going to be this big opportunity that was going to help me get exposure. I hated doing it. Um I, you know, like the whole time I was doing it, I was I was like fumbling through it because I'm great at what I do, but I didn't want to do it. I have had a couple clients that have stuck. Like I have one client left on that side of my business that I haven't let go of, or like mutually parted ways mm-hmm. at the end of a contract because he is a great referral partner and he's really a a total gem. He's like he was my day one first big client, and he's just easy to work with. But besides him, I've let that entire side of my business go, wow. which is really scary. Yeah, um, but I just. That's not what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's so important to work with people that you really want to work with. And I actually teach this now. Um, I've got a whole series of things coming out on it because it actually drags you down. Did you feel emotionally exhausted working with those people that you don't want to work with?
1: Totally. It was mm-hmm. the worst. Especially there was a couple people that I knew I I was going to have a hard time with just based on my personality type and their personality types. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. And, um, it was terrible for me. It was a terrible experience. I was so drained. I was, I mean, like, I remember, I don't know. I'm very, another thing I do, um, is I combine a lot of spiritual modalities with social modalities. So like I combine the Spiritual with the practical, um, as I think many business owners do. But I remember I had this big client like come to me that I had been wanting for years. Like almost land this client fell through. Landed the client this past year when I knew I did not want to do this at all. And I pulled a tarot card and um, was like, oh, "Give me some guidance on this move." Pull the tarot card and it was the tarot card that was like this is a shiny object. Whatever you're doing right now, whatever you're about to do is gonna take you away from your path, be really careful. And I was like, mm, I'm still gonna do it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I still did it. And then, cause it was a really good paycheck and I was freaking out about money. Um, so I took, I took it on, it was such a drain. And it's not the client's fault that it's a drain. I knew that I didn't want to do it. I'm not talking crap about anybody. These clients are yeah. great people. They're awesome. I just knew I didn't want to do it anymore. I wasn't um I did an amazing job at the end of the engagement the client wanted extended with me for a couple extra months and wanted to keep extending. Was like I'm going to miss you so much. I was like I know, but I just needed to do the thing I really wanted to do because yeah. the longer that you keep that going the more energetically drained you are like you were saying um and it just takes you further and further away from your vision yes am i glad i did all those things because i have a great like repertoire of past clients with big names Mm -hmm. and i've had awesome i've been able to like stand on my own two feet as i've created this versus like i worked at an agency and i worked on basil hayden and knob creek and all these big GM beam bourbon brands. Mm -hmm. And I have that in my portfolio, which is awesome, which I never use my portfolio anymore. That's who's that's ridiculous. But um, that I was like, Oh, but that was, for some reason I made that like mean that that only happened for me because I was at the agency, which that still was my work that was published all over the place. Mm -hmm. But I was like, Oh, that was agency work versus what I create on my own is what I create on my own, which was great. But then again, it's like your worthiness is caught up in somebody else's identity versus oh, so just true. what's your own identity and yeah. how come that's not enough for you? You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm, that is so true. And a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that to find their identity. And then they just do whatever comes along. And that's also where this shiny object syndrome comes in because you just, you just grab anything that comes your way because you struggle with finding your own identity. How did your current business model come around? So you've obviously now been through this journey. You hated what you did. So how did you how did you make that shift? Because that was a very big shift to make. How did you do that?
1: Great question. Yeah, I mean, I started building the bridge for this over a year ago. So wow. I had my first program last January. Wow. Um, okay. So So I started doing, so during 2020, during the pandemic, I was already going. Like I had created a couple courses and released them and had amazing launches. I had a in-person workshop pre-pandemic, last January. Um, sold into a program. I just started to leverage um, the audience that I had because mm-hmm. also a social media a good social media agency is expensive. Mm-hmm. So and it's an investment. It's a good investment to make. Um, so my agency services were a great investment and my clients had clients. So most of my clients had masterminds, right? And so a huge piece of my people who joined my programs were clients of my clients. I had multiple agency clients who, and I still have great relationships with all of them, who they were my agency client and their clients in their masterminds weren't ready to hire an agency, but they needed to know about social media so they've put them like in an affiliate partnership through my programs, basically, because that person doesn't wanna teach social media either. They don't mm-hmm. know about it, I'm doing it for them, right? Mm-hmm. So they know certain things that I clue them in on that they need to know, mm-hmm. um, but their audience, and for them, it's a it's a bonus because the best partnerships you can make are when you have people who compliment you. Mm-hmm. So if someone's teaching online business uh, building, they don't want to teach social media. They want to find someone like me that they can throw their people to, to have them, you know, learn this in a genuine way, because it's going to help them get better results. Mm-hmm. If they're learning this from someone who's reliable, so that's kind of like how I built was through affiliate partnerships. And then of course, through my own social media, um, uh, because that's what I do. <laughs> I'm really good at, And my specialty is helping people come up with authentic connections and actually building real relationships instead of building relationships that are phony, just trying to get a bunch of followers. I don't care about any of that. Like I just went on a whole Instagram story ran today before this interview, because I just wish that people would put half the time that they spend, and I'm sure you feel this way too worrying about their followers and their engagement and their likes, and why is this not working into actually just doubling down and going back and looking at what did work and how can I create better content? Who's my ideal client? How can I serve them more and coming from a positive place of creation
0: versus complain? Yes. I completely get that. I am, not a big fan of social media in general I I know it sounds terrible but I've never been my whole life I've just always struggled with the whole Facebook thing and this and that and I joined a program about three well probably three and a half years ago now and it was one of my very first coaching programs and they said use Facebook to grow your following and this and that and I had at that I think like less than 200 people on my Facebook <laughs> It was literally just people that I knew from school <laughs> and some family and that was it and I had to because that was the way the world was going so I did that and I'm sitting at the whole almost 5,000 Facebook friends and I'm thinking crikey how did I get that right I don't even know how to work it and I'm on Instagram but I suck at it so if people like me and I know a lot of people like me because I have clients that is like me And I'm very happy to send them your way, Jess, so you can teach them if you have (laughs) spots. But what is the very first thing if, say, for example, um, you're just starting on Instagram or maybe you're on there for a year, but nothing is working for you. What is the very first thing that you can do to get that authentic, real people following you and not some stupid person telling you, oh, pay me and I'll help you because I know for a fact that does not work.
1: Oh, totally. And never buy into the bot. If you're on an Instagram bot, just get off of it. It's different than a messenger bot or an automation. You know, people don't realize like, because especially in the funnel world, which you're such an expert at, which I'm like, totally, it's like totally counterintuitive to me. So we can definitely help each other. Um, For me, social media is about being social, but I know that most people don't view it that way. And there's a lot of, negativity on social media there's a lot of comparison there's a lot of overwhelm so the first thing you want to do if you're thinking you suck at social media or you're feeling like you hate instagram or you hate a particular platform like is to just truly rewire your mindset around it like do you, like get clear with yourself do you actually want to be on this platform is there going to be a good benefit for you being on the platform and do you, how can you take control over your issues mm-hmm. with the platform? What good can come out of this platform if you actually want to? See, I love Instagram. I am not a Facebook fan, but guess what? I do Facebook. I'm all over Facebook, but mm-hmm. I don't, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I also have grown to love LinkedIn a lot. Mm-hmm. I love YouTube as a user, but YouTube is super SEO-like. It's not like the same strategy as Instagram and Facebook YouTube and Pinterest are totally different strategies, mm-hmm. because it's about ranking over time versus creating really compelling content in the moment. Very true. Um, so for me, the first place I would start is if you're feeling like I am doing everything on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, um, or even TikTok, and nothing is working, is go back to your ideal client. And you probably aren't landing with them. You're probably not landing with them. Right, so, and people think they are people always think they are they come to me, I don't need to do this part. I already know it. I'm a queen and ideal client. I guess I already got it. like you can never do too many ideal client interviews. You can never revisit that enough. You can never like I have two set up this week. You know what I'm saying? I have two set up this week with my own process that I use, but it's like I'm constantly having ideal client interviews, I'm constantly asking my favorite clients to get on the phone with me or people who I see who I like them. Mm -hmm. I like their vibe to get on Zoom with me for 30 minutes and I record it and I do an ideal client interview. So the first thing is, are you being, there's normally three reasons why someone wouldn't be paying attention to your social media content. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them, the first one is, you're not making content that's actually relevant to your ideal client. So social media Mm -hmm. is super crowded right? Like it's super crowded and, and there's a million people on there. It doesn't mean you shouldn't, Mm. you shouldn't be on there. You should, but most of the time people are not actually being relevant enough to get people to stop scrolling and check out their content. Um, which I find to be, it's just, it's just something you got to work at. Anytime you're creating content, you're newer in business, you're newer in coaching, Mm -hmm. it's okay for you to need to work on this muscle. It's just like, if you're going to the gym and you're doing squats, you're not going to have a big, perfect, you know, booty the next day, like it's going to take you six months. This is the same thing. Like get okay with the fact that content creation, especially on organic social media is going to be a process for you. It's going to take time. And especially if you, if you want the long game on social media, if you want to build a really great coaching business or personal brand of some sort, mm-hmm. then it's super worth it to invest that time because you're going to evolve your message as you go. You're going to learn what does not doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I find that people create way too much conforming content, meaning they see that Gary Vee or Russell Brunson or somebody else is creating a particular style of content and they just copy it.
0: I've like they just copy well. it. Mm. There's no, thing the, the authenticity is not there, right?
1: Yeah, yes, absolutely. I've and that. In, inspiration is fine. There's trends, there's trends. Mm. There's It's one thing to understand a trend. It's another thing to completely lose your voice and just try to copy other people or dance and point on TikTok. If that's not real for you, you don't have to do it. Um, there's other ways you can, you know, create great TikTok content. There's other ways you can create great Instagram content. Mm -hmm. I think as entrepreneurs, we don't give ourselves the space to be creative in our daily lives, like paint or dance, or Mm -hmm. I don't know, do something, draw, write some, we all have, we're all creative as entrepreneurs. We are, we have some sort of creativity, even like people who are engineers, they are so freaking creative and they don't always see themselves as that but they are. So it's finding the things that you are actually going to be liking to do and putting that back into your life. Because when you have the space to create, you will also, that'll spill into your social media content. That'll spill into your content. Give yourself permission to be you. Don't feel like you need to look at everybody else because the person who's copying everybody else also, a lot of times they have a lot of um, they don't feel confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not feeling like they are capable mm-hmm. of creating their own content with their own voice and innovating in a new way for themselves. You know? Um, so I find like that's why I love combining the spiritual with the social. That's why I love posting new and full moon social media prompts on my page because I find that we oftentimes just need to reconnect with ourselves mm-hmm. um, to be able to create the type of content that we want. And honestly, the third thing that I always tell people in this in this thing is that okay. they might not be posting enough. Like that's a huge thing. You could be hitting all these other boxes, but are you posting enough? Are you doing reels? Like if you're on Instagram, for example, bells and whistles, anytime YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, any of these platforms come out with a new feature Use it even if you don't know how. Just make a fool of yourself. People will respect you for it. They're going to look to you as a leader. And whenever you use something, when it comes out, that's how you grow. Like right now on Instagram, if you use reels, you will see growth, which is rare. Instagram doesn't roll things out very often. Um, You know, I would say if you can post three reels a week, that would be ideal on top of your other content. That's what I'm aiming for. It's a lot. I get it. But if you batch your content
2: mm-hmm.
1: out, if you spend a day once a week making content and you just plan it in advance or you give yourself time to plan it or you lean on your team or you have a social media strategist to help you come up with ideas, mm-hmm. then you'll be, you'll be good to go. But sometimes I see people, they come to me, I'm doing everything. My content's so good. And I look at their content and it's not super clear. It's mm-hmm. not very consistent. There's no, they're not hashtagging. They're not using Instagram stories every single day. You know, like if you're going to go, if you're going to pick a a platform for the next year, yes. just go all in on it. You know, you don't need to be everywhere at once, even though there's massive benefit in that. And that's the Gary V way. And I have mad love for Gary V. Um, but for, for many coaches, I find that they're, Doing so many things in their business, Mm -hmm. and social media is like not something they're prioritizing at all. Mm -hmm. So, if you just say, You know what, I'm gonna go all in on Instagram this year, I'm gonna go all in on TikTok or Clubhouse or YouTube, that's Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go all in on that. That's what I'm gonna create for Mm -hmm. you. Can hire people around you to repurpose that to the other platforms, not Mm -hmm. Clubhouse, unfortunately, but the other types of platforms that you can actually take that content. You can have your VA or someone on your team distribute that other places if you want to, but you should be focused on creating content for one specific thing. Yeah. And then everything else can come back around that.
0: Yeah. And it's so true what you say. And I am super guilty in consistency because I don't give it as much attention, but I jumped onto the Instagram bandwagon this last probably seven months or so. Um, and I can see and even if I just post one post, I have like 60 followers. So it's like, oh, and I do it once a week so I can I can see the power of doing something you know, that really attracts people towards you. It really makes a big difference. So totally. your struggles in your business. Okay. So before I dive into that, the show is also about finding out what makes people successful and part of success is really the struggles that you face and you know the behind the scenes things that people don't really see and I I don't know if it's a trend but I've seen quite a few people that I follow that they have tears rolling down their face when they do videos and things because the struggle is apparently real which we all know we face it right what has been your biggest struggle that you faced in your business the last I would say here
1: my biggest struggle I love this question I like transparency so mm-hmm. this is why I love you so <laughs> My biggest struggle in my business over the last year is exactly what I was talking about earlier, where i was i've been so ready to plunge into what I've now plunged into fully, mm-hmm. but I've had one foot over in the agency side of my business because there's there was something in me, a belief system mm-hmm. that was tied to i I can't make it over here I have my worth is done for you my worth is you know doing things for nobody wants to pay you for their knowledge they just want it off their plate this is a limiting belief i had Mm -hmm. and i over and over again this last year generated like huge like a pattern of and and this is why i love coaching because my one-on-one coach was like this is your pattern like you get to break this pattern Like you attract in these ridiculous, like ridiculous social media opportunities for the agency. Just like top of the line people, Mm -hmm. big name people, great people who are awesome, but it's not what you want. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, you have to acknowledge that the universe is trying to tell you that you are ready. And for me, like what was happening was One agency thing, I'd either get screwed over or fall through this whole last year, which my business has not always been like this. But last year during, during when COVID hit, I had so much go wrong, um, in terms of clients falling through clients, cutting their contracts, um, in more than half the amount that we were contracted for like crazy stuff. And I was so like, oh my gosh, the only way for me to make money is over here. Like this way. So I'd manifested in some another opportunity. Another opportunity would come my way. I would take it, it would fall through. They'd be two months late on their payment. Crazy, crazy stuff that I've never experienced. And then at a certain point, it's like I had to, at the end of this year, on New Year's Eve, like on New Year's Eve, I had a client who was supposed to sign a contract who gave me her word that she was going to take one of my spots for this coming year for 2021. I, I had you know, and you know this, cause we're going to say mastermind. I had told myself, I'm going to only take on X number of clients. And I'm going to spill, fill those spots for my team, for agency and anything else I'm going to say no to. So I am great at manifesting that shit. So I was like, awesome. So I hope I can swear. <laughs> um, so I was like, awesome. So I manifested in, I renewed a lot of clients. This is a big thing for me is renewals. And, and I had that number and they all started to drop like flies on December 31st in the most insane ways. I'm saying like, I'm so excited. Yay, yay, yay! I can't wait to take this spot. Like we're having such good results on New Year's Eve. A client messages me. I actually had a bad month and a uh, bad December. And I decided I'm going to just do this by myself. So I'm not moving forward. I'm not signing the contract when we're supposed to start up tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. she gives me a one day notice. And these are big money contracts. It's not like, you know, and I have a team. Mm -hmm. So I hired accordingly. I had another client who's like months late on her payment. I had another client who didn't want to renew, like just crazy stuff that I've never experienced. Mm -hmm. And so this is when you get to be in business, you get to really sit down and be like, huh, you know what? Um, And my immediate instinct was I should call the other client back." that I told you earlier that I had said, no, I'm not renewing with you Mm -hmm. because it was such an energetic leap for me. That was my immediate gut was I should do that. And then I had to stop and think, wait a minute. No, this is not what gets to happen. I get to, the universe is giving me this lesson. Mm -hmm. I get to go dive head first into this other area of business that also does well. It did really well last year but i just was not fully in it when you run an agency i'm sure you can totally relate in some way like you are giving everything to your clients you're putting out fires you're constantly like versus when you're consulting your clients are depending on who you're attracting in because i know i know agencies can run differently than mine but like my consulting clients are independent they are they, they have their own teams. They take what I learn and what I teach them and they implement it. It's amazing, magical, juicy, so everything true. I love. So, but it was within me that I had to shift was that's been my biggest thing is my own perception of my worth, especially being so young. I'm 27. I'll be 28 next month. And I look young. Like, right. I mean, I look like I'm 12. Everybody's like, you're 16. Like my little sister is 17. She looks like we look the same age. I'm 10 years older than her, you know, like it's ridiculous. So that to me too, that I always get that. Like you're so young, you're so young. And so there's, you just really have to pay attention to what is the subconscious beliefs that are running your life Mm -hmm. And how, what is the business that you actually want? How clear are you on that? Mm -hmm. And if you lean on your spirituality or your your faith and you pull a tarot card or you open up a Bible verse or something, whatever it is to you, and it says shiny object, then probably don't take the deal. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's probably a shiny object. Like trust your gut you know um so that's been like my biggest struggle is like trying to get off the agency train and now like i had an amazing deal come through like highest level deal and i turned it away like even higher level than the one that i had manifested earlier in the year i was like no i can't do this like i'm sorry i'm not available i have my one client because he's a great referral my team does all of it like i it's just so seamless it's like it's like nothing you know mm-hmm. And in a good way, like it's just very juicy yeah, partnership, it very simple, totally just a mm-hmm. dream. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's it. Other than that, I'm fully like, I've gone full in on my programs and my VIP, um, one-on-one VIP strategy clients. That's awesome. and so that's been awesome. But I'm, and, you know, it's still when you're rebuilding, mm-hmm. there's new things to handle. So of mm-hmm. course, it's not always smooth sailing <laughs> but you know it's it's a great thing when you can just decide that you are going to do what you want cuz otherwise like why don't I just go back to corporate? I don't have to deal with payroll or taxes or anything else if I am going to live this life, then I'll just go back to corporate. <laughs> why did I I left because I didn't want to be in that rat race yet here I was in the rat race. Like what the heck
0: there's uh, I've I've come across I don't know if you're the same but I came across so many entrepreneurs that actually went back to corporate because their own businesses was so stressful for them, and it's just because they did the wrong things. And I mean we've been there. I've definitely been there. <clears throat> you journal, right? I know you journal. We've, we we t- um, mentioned this yesterday. What has been you really journal?
1: <laughs> I have so many journals. It's kind of those are just the ones on my desk.
0: Personally, I love journaling too. I have a great friend um, and slash business partner here. He lives in Connecticut and he's a mindset coach. And he really got me onto journaling about two years ago. So I've journaled before, but not actively, you know, so I've got a couple there at the back. <clears throat> so question to you is when you have, a, I don't know, a whirlwind of like thoughts in your head and you sit down and you journal, does the journaling help you?
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, I resist journaling a lot, like a lot. When (laughs) I get (laughs) the (laughs) sneeze, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I resist journaling so much. Like since I was little, I've loved to journal, and I always feel like I've had a connection to writing. Um, But like, I don't know. Since I this last year, I had such a resistance to journaling. But when I make myself do it, it's so helpful. And I was on, um, earlier today, I was on Growth Day, which is Brendan Burchard's new business. Mm-hmm. And he goes live for two and a half, two hours-ish every first of the month. And it's February 1st when we're recording this. Um, and he talked all about building confidence. And one of the biggest things he shared about, and he is the expert on high-performance um, He's not like just a high performance coach. He does all the research, all the, like, he just has insane amounts of information and data and writing creates so much clarity for us. Things come through that can't even come through for us during meditation. Mm -hmm. Like when we are self-reflective, we are also Mm -hmm. so much more confident. We're more clear. Um, We have more like capability and follow through. So to me, when I actually sit down and and I journal, I have many different ways I journal. And I think you can test out different ways if you're someone who you know that you should, but it doesn't work for you. Like my best friend, I just ordered her that five minute journal um, because she has a hard time with it. My other best friend ordered it and it's easier because it's like it's super simple. It's the five minute daily journal, and it's just like what are you grateful for? What do you want to accomplish today? And then at the end of the day, there's like three questions, two questions, or something. I mean, it's so simple, and it's like a small sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important for us, especially as entrepreneurs, to give ourselves that space. For me, another thing I love to use journaling for is full full moon, new moon journaling. Even my friends, some of my friends who are more Christian. Have been doing my journaling prompts that I've been releasing on the full moon and the new moon because there's just something energetically about aligning with the universe and taking on. I release questions that are about marketing and owning your voice okay. during those times. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, you know, those are fun for me because I just want to empower people to own their voice mm-hmm. and say the thing. And sometimes when we're not converting on social. Um, Like I had this one girl on a, on a sales call. She was awesome. Great energy, amazing content, doing all the things, checking all the boxes. And her social media was not converting. And I'm just looking at, I'm like, huh? And then I'm like, Hey, so how do you feel about your offer? I'm like, how do you feel about your offer? She's like, you know, I don't know. I I'm having some doubts. I have a lot of self confidence issues. Energetically, she was not enrolled in her own offer, not because she's not amazing at what she does, but because she had so much self confidence about what was possible for her. And she was so stuck in comparison in her head that none of her stuff was converting. And I've seen that a couple of times, even on my agency side of my business, where we've had like, we've implemented the strategy and it's been like top notch and nothing converts. And it's typically because the entrepreneur is not enrolled in social media. So they're not enrolled in themselves going big. There's something there. Mm -hmm. So that's why the journaling is so key for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Even if you're like, I don't want to do this. It's Mm -hmm. so important for us to be able to reflect and start to have our message come through for ourselves and Mm -hmm. our truth Mm -hmm. come through for ourselves in a new way so that we can really own our message online. That's a huge thing. That's how you're gonna develop your message. That's how you're gonna get away from the conforming content, is by allowing yourself, yes, checking in with the ideal client a hundred million percent, but mm-hmm. also you checking in with you about your own message, your own miss- mission. What is it that you wanna say? What's the thing you really wanna say right now? Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways you can do this, but if you are someone who struggles, there's prompts. That's why I release prompts because I love a good journaling prompt, I'm I can free write forever. But journaling prompts are great. And so buying a five minute journal, um, or five minute gratitude journal, buying a, a journal and just googling some good gratitude journaling prompts, you could check my Instagram out if you're into full new full moon, new moon stuff, you can check out I always release those. So like there's always ways you can find journaling prompts if you are looking for that.
0: Yeah. And it is, it is definitely, it helped me a lot with um, not just the creative side of your brain, but getting all the, the the noise. It helps with the noise. That's a big thing. And I always tell my students, just please just journal, even if you're not big into it, just take a piece of paper and just write whatever comes out. Just just get it out. It doesn't matter if it makes any sense because it does make a big difference. And a lot of the time when you just start out, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like garbage on the page. <laughs>
1: It's a new muscle. I think we wanna be, there's a lot of ego in entrepreneurship. Yeah. I see this all the time on Clubhouse and like just there's so much ego. Like there's so much like we wanna be awesome immediately. We Mm -hmm. want to be, and this is the same thing with social media. Like a lot of times people are creating and expecting some huge result immediately. Mm Like they want to get to 10,000 followers. That's why people use bots. They think they need 10,000 followers to have credibility. They think they need the swipe up to make money. When in reality, that swipe up does not make you as much money as you think. DMs, direct messages are really where it's at. And if you just bought all these followers and use all these inauthentic, hacky ways to get to 10K, you're Mm going to be so plummeted in the algorithm, it's ridiculous, It's the the single most annoying thing to me, but this is where the ego comes in. We think we need these comments, likes, followers for validation. We think we need to be amazing at journaling immediately. We think we need to know all the things right away when really that's not even a thing. Like nobody expects you to come out of the gate having all these followers. You get the followers by showing up. This is something Brendan talked about today too. He's like, it's so counterintuitive. You you get and create confidence through doing all the things he talked about. Mm -hmm. It's the same. And I was like giggling. So I'm like, it's the same thing with social media. I don't have some huge following. Like, and I don't need one. I make good money. I'm getting people on the phone. I'm getting people in my program. That's my vision. Mm -hmm. I have followers who message me every time I put something up. This landed for me. This really helped me. Thanks for explaining this for me. This is why we create content, not for false engagements. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think, you know, even if the word journaling, like, I don't know, there's so much toxic masculinity, like even the word journaling triggers some people Mm -hmm. because they feel like even within women, sometimes we feel like, oh, that's fluffy duffy. I don't want to do it. Then just say you're writing, you're writing it's the same thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then you also have the other side, um, just to point back to the social media with the views and things where people have so little views and they're actually more successful. And I've seen this firsthand. They're so much more successful than the people that have 10,000 followers or more. I've seen it so many times and people sort of like a hundred followers or 200 followers. And they, and if you look at their paycheck every month, it's a massive comparison so it just oh i have a lot of friends Mm. totally
1: i have so many friends who are inner uh influencers like that's what they do they're influencers yeah and a lot of them are broke Mm. so they're depending on a brand deal and you know what i mean and especially my friends who are influencers who are micro influencers who they have a smaller audience it's very Mm -hmm. niche they grew it authentically it took them years and years to build Mm -hmm. They make really good money as an influencer because they get great buys, great clicks, Mm -hmm. great swipe ups, great DMs. They get great people like they have a true audience. Mm -hmm. Anything worth having like that takes time. I think about the bamboo, right? Like, you know about the bamboo, right?
0: Mm -mm. No, which one is that?
1: Oh, great. Awesome. So the bamboo tree, it grows. If I get this wrong, don't come for me in the comments. It's (laughs) just, just this is the general gist I don't know all the science but basically bamboo takes forever to grow before it shoots up really tall because Mm -hmm. as it's growing like one foot one year in year one one foot in year two one foot in year three it grows like that very slow like and it just And then it gets, and because the roots underneath are growing too, to be able to support. The bamboo is very thick. It's very strong. And so it takes a while at first. It's like only growing a foot a year. And as it's building its thing, after it gets to a certain point of years, it shoots up like seven feet in a year because the foundation underneath the surface is built. Mm -hmm. Like the roots can support it now. Now the roots are there. So it can shoot up. I don't know about you, but I want to be like a bamboo. I want to be strong and hard to break. I don't want to be mm-hmm. shooting up super fast, like a blade of grass. And then having someone just mow over me. Like, you know, I feel like we want to be I'm this overnight. Be mm-hmm. Because of Amazon stuff, we want everything immediate. We're so used to this. And I'm so guilty of it. I'm like, I ordered these new tarot cards like last week. And I'm like, I'm like looking out the window every second, like checking, <laughs> checking the updates. Like, we're all guilty of this, but we really got to remind ourselves, like, you got to be patient. Like anything worth having is going to take time and you are going to evolve. Like I have evolved so much in my message in my miss- mission over the last year. And so if I would have shot up last year there, I would have fell right over because mm-hmm. I'm changing, you know? mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, just like see the gift and the small following while you have it. Of course, do the things we talked about. Do reels three times a week. Make sure you're putting Instagram stories up every day. If Instagram is where you want to grow, Mm -hmm. like go on TikTok, create like, but don't get so stuck in all these hacks. Like, here's the hack. Like, these videos always go viral. Here's your hack for Instagram algorithm. Here's your hack for Instagram.
0: Because I see them all the time and they're so annoying.
1: By the way, half of them aren't true. I have friends that work at Instagram. Oh. I have friends that work at TikTok. A lot of this stuff is just people had a viral video because they had a great piece of content that really landed and they put it out at the right time and enough people took off with it. And then they they have all these other things that they think, oh, it's because I didn't post for 24 hours. Oh, it's because I got off the app immediately. It's all these weird things that people think. <laughs> and then other people take that as Bible and they, it's like, Don't care about it. Just put it out. Engage authentically. Like look for your ideal client on your social media, Mm -hmm. find them, comment on their stuff, build relationship with them. Genuinely Mm -hmm. don't fall into all these hacks. You're not hacking your way to the top. You got to put in the work, you know,
0: who cares about
1: your engagement? If it doesn't convert, who freaking cares? Like, (laughs)
0: Focus on the genuine connections. And just, just figure out who you're serving. And I think that also helps a lot. It's like your your for your audience. Okay, fun question. If you can pick anybody in the world, dead or alive, that you would sit and have dinner with, who would it be?
1: Ah, uh, Okay, uh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, well, I lost both my grandparents over the last two years. So I don't know how to pick one of them. But maybe, I feel like maybe my grandma, I'd like to spend, like my grandpa, I knew he was dying. and My grandma just died really fast this last year. So I would love to, you know, see her one more time. Oh. Um, the other, like the famous, more fun answer would be Meryl Monroe. I would oh. love to, she's like my muse in so many ways. I love that woman. I've done so much research read so many of her books, watched, I have all of her movies on my bookshelf. Like I love that woman. And she was a true feminist trailblazer and people don't know about who she actually was. They think she was just this sex icon Mm -hmm. when really she was a trailblazer and she was mistreated on set and her makeup artist made more money than her off of the movies that she started because he was a man. Like crazy, crazy stuff. And I have so many questions for that woman because I've read so many things about her life and I just love her. And I, I have so many questions about some of the conspiracies about her. Um, And I just feel like she would be a genuine, a genuine soul to connect with. Um, She was super ahead of her time. If you look up like some stuff about her, how, how ahead of her time she was, but she was very misunderstood. And very, you know, this, what caused her death really was just how much anxiety she had around so much of her being so progressive and her wanting what was hers and yeah. people just wanting, like, labeling her as a problem and giving her meds. And so anyway, um, yeah, my grandma probably would be right now who I'd want to talk to, maybe my grandpa at some point again. Um Although I feel like he talks to me all the time. I feel like I feel him a little bit more. Um, whereas my grandma, it felt so quick. And I feel like if, if I could have one more like dinner with her, I totally would. And then Marilyn Monroe.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. I'm actually going to go and look into her now because I've always seen her as, um, I guess, an inspiration in a lot of ways for the movie industry for back then. You know, if you look at how many centuries or however long that is. Um you, you've intrigued me, Jess. I'm going to go and check her out. I think the behind the scenes, you know, it sounds very yeah. cool.
1: She was really like, and then she would, she was only getting cast as the dumb blonde, but she'd played a couple of movies. Like if you ever watched the movie, Niagara, it was a more serious role that she played. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted to play those other roles. But back in the day, you had contracts with certain studios for a certain number of years and they were in control. She was basically not in control um, of a lot of her life,
2: yeah.
1: unfortunately. Um, but she is a fascinating, fascinating soul. And there are so many other celebrities that are similar that have passed. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's, she's great. I love me some Marilyn. <laughs>
0: yeah. I might have to actually go check her out. What is the, okay, second last question. What is okay. the thing that you feel helped you to get to your success? What was that driving factor?
1: Mm, This is a good question. I feel like there's many things, Mm -hmm. um, but probably like just family legacy. Um, Obviously, I care about like being able to donate money to things I care about. I obviously care about my clients helping people, you know, create the changes. Mm -hmm. But really, like the number one thing I want out of my life is freedom financially and location freedom. Mm-hmm. I really want to be able to have kids and travel with them um I want my fiance to be able to not work like i want you know I want us to be able to have a really awesome i wanna i wanna live my nice. life I don't wanna mm-hmm. just get to the end of my life and be like wow i lurk live i worked a lot and I had some good um experiences but you know, I didn't do that much. I never really left Chicago. This is a huge yeah. thing in the Midwest of the States. People do not leave Chicago. It's, oh, wow. they don't even leave their freaking neighborhood from Chicago. Wow. Like, this is a Midwest thing in general. People live and die in, the, in where they grew up, which if that's what you want to do, that's cool. I love to travel. I'm always like, I want to move to New York. I want to move to Denver. I want to go back to San Diego. Like I'm always wanting to go. So I'm like, let's move to London. Like let's go to Paris. My fiance is like, we have too many pets. We can't do all of this. Um, but I want to travel like extendedly. I want to spend a month, you know some in Paris. I want to like be able to do that. and that does take finances, especially if you're doing it with children um so that's what I would like I would like to be able to like go and travel and provide like a fun life for myself and my fiance.
0: that is so cool and that's exactly what I want to do I know me and my husband have had this conversation a lot of times because I want to travel Europe for like a year with children Um, that would be so dope yeah and uh, we want to do the train there's a train route that you can just jump off and on the trains and then sleep wherever and nothing planned just just go with it and you know
1: (laughs) and how amazing like that's like the best education
0: you can give your kids definitely definitely they will learn more doing that and i have quite a few friends that have that are traveling entrepreneurs with their children and they do homeschool them so they teach them the things on the you know on their travels what they need to know from school which is in reality only like an hour or two a day and then everything else is life lessons i mean you can go to this building and say this building has been i don't know developed in like the early 1900s or whatever where you will never get that type of raw education in schools so it's a really cool way
1: And meeting people, like meeting people from other places, like the fact that we're like hanging is the coolest (laughs) thing. And I can, I know I have so much more to learn from you. And I feel like for me, that's a huge, huge thing with my kids too, is even when I went to college and met people from other places in like other neighborhoods in Chicago, I was like, holy crap, their experience is so different from mine. And that sounds silly, but like a lot of times we have so much privilege in our little areas we don't think about other people yes. or we don't even think about other cultures like i love the french i know that's like some people don't but i really <laughs> love them when i'm in france i freaking love i love being in paris i love i just love the different cultures um around and i haven't like i'm not even that well traveled i haven't traveled a bunch yet and so because i want to have kids and and um, have a business and have a good marriage like that is not a small request so I know that financially that's kind of like one of the reasons why I started my business is like I wanted to be more in control and be able to more scale where I can serve at a higher level Mm -hmm. and make more um, in a way and I don't need to be a billionaire like I'm not trying to be you know a billionaire or I just want some I want freedom to be able to to travel with my kids and live like a comfortable life you know what I mean?
0: I'm exactly on your page there. Exactly. I don't even care to make millions. I just want to be super comfortable. Well, I'm a million with be nice, but you know.
1: Millions would be cool. It will be cool. You know? I'm definitely, I'm available for that universe. I am available for that. <laughs> uh,
0: and the, the stress-free life, that is really, well, let's be honest. No stress-free thing is going to ever happen if you're an entrepreneur, but at least you can limit True. it, but you can Strategy. limit it.
1: Yeah. And life is, life is heavy. Like we, like we go through grief, we go through loss. Shit happens. Like, you know, I don't want some perfect storybook life. Um, but at the same time, like I do want to be able to have money, not be a reason I don't do something I really want to do with my life.
0: That is so true. So this podcast is for people that, sitting on the fence or not all of them, but there is a big chunk of the audience is for people that's sitting on the fence and they still thinking about starting their business, but they're not exactly sure if this is something that they can do. What advice would you have for somebody that's still sitting on the fence and they're thinking, okay, how do I do this? What is that first thing that they should do if they're stuck?
1: Well, it's always mindset at first. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I would just ask you, because like I think a lot of people, not everybody watching this, but a lot of people watching or listening to this are probably thinking why me? Why why am I worthy of this? Like why should I be the one to do this? And just my question for you would just be why not you? And that question's going to come up a lot. This is questions I've had to I've had to remind myself this why not me? Why not me? Um, like why not you? Really, why not let yourself answer that? get down all your junky feelings in a journal and then look at it and then write why, why, like, why you for real? Like, why should you do it? Because the truth is like, there is someone out there waiting for you to start your business. They're in pain. Like there's other people who do what you do, but nobody who's going to do it the way you do it. And they need you to do it so that you can change their life. And also so you can change your family's life. Don't make your why wrong, you know, don't make your why you want to start your business wrong. Like many people might judge me for what I just shared about my biggest why is I want financial freedom for my family so I could travel. Some people might be like, oh, that's superficial. Guess what? Like that's enough for me. That why is enough for me Mm -hmm. and your why is enough. And so I would say just get really clear on like, if you are going to start a business, it is a lot more work. Than working in corporate it's a lot more stress than working in corporate so pick something you really like like you know don't get distracted by the shiny objects of opportunity you know <laughs> aka you know these are distractions dresses opportunity yep. and just decide like get clear on your why get really connected to your vision for your life and your why for starting mm-hmm. because that's what's going to pull you through these moments is your vision Um, for what you really want, like what you really, really want in your heart, like, because Mm -hmm. if you have that calling in your heart, then there is a reason it is there. Don't look the other way. Go for it. Understand that life is hard and stressful, no matter what you pick. Mm -hmm. So you may as well pick something you're passionate about that has the potential to give you the life you really want versus stay in the safe space that we've seen this year is never safe. No job is safe. Nothing is safe. So go for it. (laughs)
0: i love it great advice (laughs) thank you jess that's awesome where can people find you where can i reach out to you and most importantly what can you do to help them
1: yeah totally so you can check out my instagram it's at jess jacobson j-a-c-o-b-s-e-n not o-n um i also am changing my name at the end of this year to angelini because i'm getting married so um You'll see that happening. Um, you can also add me on Facebook if you want. You can, you know, jump in. I think I think I sent you, there's a, a PDF downloadable that you can download. That's your next seven days of social media, I think is what I sent you. Um,
0: I'll double check now, but yes. So.
1: so those are seven prompts that you can use. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I put prompts out all the time. I put journaling prompts out, post prompts out um, on my pages. And you can jump on my email list. I do really fun, special things for my email list only. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a podcast called Social Strategy Slayer. Every episode is under 20 minutes, unless it's a super in-depth training, which happens maybe once a month. And it's normally a bonus. So under 20 minutes for you to learn social strategies that actually convert, that are authentic and real, Mm -hmm. um, instead of you needing to run on a hamster wheel and feel like, I hate social media. I suck at this. What do I need to do? Um, I will empower you in that podcast and on my social media pages, I will be empowering you to shine your light um, in a way that feels really good and will actually lead to sales. That's what I do.
0: That's awesome. And I have listened to a few of Jess's episodes and it's really good and I strongly recommend it. We will pop her links on the bottom of this episode as well. And you guys can follow her. Jess, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your golden bombs or value bombs. There was so much information. Thank you so much for that.
1: Thanks for having me. You're the best. I'm so (laughs) glad we got to do this today.
0: Finally, after months, (laughs) both of us. Perfect
1: timing. I would have been in a totally different place if we would have scheduled this in December. So.
0: Well, there you go. There's a reason. Follow the universe, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying, guys.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, Jason.
1: No yeah. problem. Thank you. Bye. Bye.